Welcome back to the Modern Day Overthinker Podcast. I'm your host, Colin. Today's episode, tonight's episode, this morning's episode, whenever you are listening, this episode is with Shane Newbert. He is the host of the Shot 30 Podcast. He is also a fellow comedian here in the Quad Cities who I met a couple months ago and have gotten to know. I was able to be on his podcast and I needed to have him on mine. He definitely has a story that others can relate to. Disclaimer, he does share very openly about his traumatic experience as a child. So if that does trigger you, I want to let you know in advance before he shares about that. And you hear that on the podcast. He also talks about depression, anxiety, medication, all sorts of things. Dug deep into things. We also got a little light and joked around a little bit. Overall, just a great episode that everyone will enjoy, I believe. If you don't enjoy it, let me know or don't listen. Uh, But I appreciate everyone for tuning in and uh, continuing to keep up with the episodes. I will continue to have more guests and keep this thing rolling. So for now, enjoy this episode with Shane. Welcome, everybody, to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. Uh, I appreciate you tuning back in. Today's episode is with the Shot 30 podcast host, Shane Newbert. I really appreciate you being on, man. Thank you, dude. Welcome. I'm so excited. This is, like, so professional Dude, in here. I love this place, man. I do. It's so clean, and I like it. It's nice and cold in here. It's freezing in here. I'm, I was going to warn you. I was like... I figured he's he'd be wearing a hoodie. You'd be wearing a hoodie anyway, so you're safe. Yeah, we're safe. I got my uh, fuzzy socks on too. Ooh, good call. Yeah, I should have done that. Need you, more, everybody needs more fuzzy socks in their life. Do you like those toe socks that they make? I've never tried them, but I figured I think I won't. I don't, I don't think so. And they those shoes too. Those are though I've seen those. I'm like no. Those are gross. They weird me out. Yeah, dude. I mean, where's your toe jam going if it's not? I mean, it's mushed in that little crevice on each one. I'm not a foot guy anyway. Yeah, me either. I think we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either, but I talk about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there there's definitely some foot guys out there for sure. Do, do you know why people have a foot fetish? No. Okay, so where your brain, you know how your brain has all those little squigglies? You know, and that's where your thoughts fire back and forth. Yeah. Well, where your like sexual attraction towards like physical features or whatever, it is butted up against your thoughts about feet and like, yeah, like socks, shoes, and feet. So that it misfires sometimes right across, and then people mistaken feet for like being attractive or seductive. And that I'm not saying that's a weird thing or anything like that. But that yeah, is I'm the not real like life. gonna talk down to anybody it just doesn't it, it doesn't calculate with me because it it's not for me it's not my thing but people like to buy like uh smelly socks from people and stuff oh, yeah. like that it's a real there's, there's people a market make, yeah people making a living from that and like chris starman talks about people farting in jars and stuff yeah, yeah but it's real it's a real thing yeah. yeah yeah i think the weirdest one um i heard this story once about this one woman she um she was selling her socks and shoes or whatever, and the guy sent it back, and he says, it's not stinky enough. And so she's like, what do you mean it's not stinky enough? So this guy pays all over again, but he wanted those socks and those shoes. So she literally just squatted over it and peed in the shoe and then put it back in the bag and sent it over to him, and he loved it. Whew. Yeah, but he paid the thing twice. Uh, <laughs> some, is, some people just have... Too much money, to, and they 
Oh my god. Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't. I don't know. We won't spend too much time on <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, Sorry. Well, no, no, no. Uh, we'll transition a little bit. Um, so yeah, I uh, we've known each other for what just a few months now. I mean, within the comedy world, uh, and you've been doing comedy for how long? Uh, like, I mean, the first ish. time I went up, yeah, like so, like four years ish. But I, there was a year that I didn't do it at all, and then there was a year where I only kind of did it. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I could have maybe I have one month of experience total. Yeah, total, <laughs> total mics. If you add up all the mics, yeah, I've been on more shows than I have been in mics. That's funny. I I I really have. I but I but that's where I struggle too because I need to go to the mics. I need to be able to do these things. But man, the schedule gets so it just gets so crazy. Yeah, cuz you're married, you have a few kids at home, Three you got kids. the work schedule. Yeah, an hour to and from work, you know, and then running the podcast and and then making time to do the stand up. I've been gifted with this opportunity to be doing stand up quite a bit lately, so that really helps. And yeah. I kind of find to my stuff for stand-up, you know, in shows, but I spend all those that drive time to and from work yeah. running my Mentally sets over and over again. I'll play it in the car just over so I, I have it right. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to do that more, recording myself beforehand and just listening to it. And then... Yeah. I try not to get too... Are you a person that's like... Is it like almost verbatim? Like you... What, what you listen to, you try to go verbatim, or do you kind of go like have a set like bullet points type of thing? Or I think I've tried People each. Are different. Yeah, I think I've tried each. Um, but I know when I'm kill like when I know when I'm killing on stage or doing really well when I don't go by the notes anymore. Exactly. When I'm starting to improv a little bit in in between the sets mm -hmm. or bits, and I can just. I can play. You find that one thing that somebody starts, the room really starts laughing on, and then you're just goofing because you want to stay in that moment. You don't want to go to your next shitty joke. Exactly. You know, you don't know what's going to land or not. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to stay there on that improv world where you're still killing that one joke and just milking for everything it's got. Yep. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. That first laugh is like, I think, uh, yeah, me and Zach talked about that first. Once you get that first laugh, you're just like, whew. Yeah, because when it doesn't come, man, it's a lonely island up there, dude. <laughs> just a man in the spotlight. Yeah, and you can say some of the funniest things, and it's just like your timing's all off, and you're just like... It's embarrassing. It's <laughs> awful, but it's just part of the game, man. Uh, and that's what we should talk about. Um, how does that uh, affect your anxiety? Because we, uh, we talked about how you have anxiety. I have anxiety as well. Uh just going up on stage, do you get that like that rush of anxiety? And then once you're up there for a little bit, then it kind of, or not until the first laugh. Oh, dude, I'm awful before shows. I don't know if you've, you, you can Some ask. Some people can't tell with certain people. I can't really tell with you oh. uh, how anxious you are. Mm -hmm. Um, I can tell with certain people, and some people will tell you yeah. <laughs> how anxious they are. Yeah, yeah, like Amber Marie. She lets you know. Who kills. I know. It's so <laughs> stupid. This girl, dude, she absolutely kills every time, and she just is terrified. Terrified. And then walks on stage and just goes, bitch. Like, yeah, she just, just snaps <laughs> the whole time. It's incredible. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of, too. I'm like, she gets so worked up. And <laughs> she's awesome. She's great. Yeah. And she's, only, she's so new. Oh yeah, yeah. She said that she did her four, she did her fourth time the other day, and then did another show. So she's she's doing the same thing too. She's been like on four shows and three mics. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, but 
Um, so anxiety wise, before a show, I mean, it gets awful to the point where I'm like, I don't know if I want to be here right now. But it's gotten so much better lately. Um, can I've really been um, being on stage quite a bit. Yeah. And now I'm really trying to get into going to the mics and stuff, you know. But, um, yeah, like I mean, after. I'll, uh, I don't know. I do two things when I'm on stage. One is I start speeding up when I don't hear that laugh or when people don't understand. I start speeding up. I get more nervous and mm. more nervous. But when I get the laugh, like, I feel so relaxed. And then it's like, for a second, I don't have anxiety or, like, anything like that. Yeah. I'm not nervous, not worried. It's playful. They love me. They love me. And that's all we ever want. You know, you yep. just, you want that. And then the second you get that from a whole room, there's, it's impossible to have anxiety, you know? Mm -hmm. Or you fuck with somebody's anxiety, like Mike Adralis, who has, I mean, that the bingo idea, incredible. That the, bingo thing was so funny. And oh he, God. but he thought that he had killed the hardest he had ever killed in his whole life, which I think equally both both play into it. That game was so much fun that uh, it was it was Mike Adralis bingo for anybody listening. Yeah, yeah. And we were you if you named something from one of his sets. Yeah, because he has some he has some main uh, hitters that he goes with and punchlines, and we just had them all on a bingo card, and it was great. But yeah. do you think he feels anxiety from that um, after the set's over? Like, oh, were they making fun of me, or was it all playful and love? Like, I think he I think he thought it was funny, um, but I don't know. With him, he's it it's he's a wild card. I guess I'm not even more saying it towards Mike Adras. I'm saying. How would you react to that? Uh, it would throw me off, but after I'd be like, "That was good." I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But but I yeah, think I would most be like, would do I'd that. Be, but, but like, how was my set though? Actually, <laughs> I would be very like, <laughs> really that. low. How was it like without the laughs about the bingo card? Like, mm -hmm. you know, how to go? Otherwise. I I went to Mike after that, and I was I just wanted him to know that that Kevin joke legitimately made me hard belly laugh like it yeah. was amazing because i'd never heard him do that joke and it, yeah, yeah it was great yeah and so then yeah he was working out new stuff that night and but man we were all so eager in the background yeah he was doing like almost all new stuff and we're like no one's getting anything on the bingo card <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was great though i mean that was a fun that was a one of the funnest sets i've watched because of just the room interaction and just it was so silly because he really didn't know what was going no on at all. At that open mic, particular, because not everyone will be paying attention at that open mic. Everyone was in this just dead set, all ears for Mike Adralis mm -hmm. during his whole and set. And so when they're listening to it in that much detail and that much depth, and I mean, he was killing because people were all, everybody was laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And he was telling new stuff. It wasn't even the, it wasn't the hits either. Mm hmm. Oh man! But as far as anxiety goes, like off stage and like off of comedy, uh, when did you start to really notice that you were anxious, or how does it play in your how does it play a factor in your life? Man, I'm I, I can be. I mean, it's played a factor ever since I was a little kid. Yeah, and yeah. so I I know you asked me like what I'm comfortable talking about on yeah, here, yeah, yeah, but for sure. a lot of these things stem from. Um, as most people know, I've done an episode about it, but I was molested as a little kid. Um, by I mean, he was he was a very powerful figure 
a millionaire in in the town and had his nose relative in everything. or just somebody uh my football coach oh geez okay yeah it started out this weird thing where he would tell me like um I, I was mowing grass and stuff for everybody anybody i could anywhere i could go you know just to make a little bit extra yeah, money yeah, yeah. and so uh one day i was out in, in the back his backyard mowing the grass and he said hey i'll give you 50 extra dollars if um you do it without a shirt on and yeah, I thought it was weird, but dude, for a broke kid, we had no money as a kid. And how old were you at the time? Th- this was in the thirteen-ish area. That's a big come up, fifty bucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we had no money. My yeah. mom, my mom used to give me like I IVs and shit as a as a kid, um, for like a quarter each because I was so tough. And she was I don't know what she was doing. She was selling my blood to Dracula or whatever, but. She did. She used to give me IVs all the time, and then if I if I got four of them, I could go get a dollar movie at the family video. Yeah, it was it was messed up. She was like doing stuff for the EMTs and didn't know how to do it, so she would just do it on me. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah. So like, I think a lot of that too. I think there was a lot of things. You know, when I was a kid, um, my parents didn't want me to, um, like, I couldn't cut my hair if I wanted to. It had to be, and this was all the way up to, like, 15, 16, 17 years old. Like, I couldn't have a certain style haircut. Um, Everybody on the football team, and I'm captain of the football team. Everybody's getting green mohawks. We made the playoffs. I was the only kid that couldn't. So I would have to do the faux hawk thing where, you know, you spit in your hands, put a little Elmer's glue. And, you know, those type of things hurt my feelings real bad because all these guys, they all thought I was a loser because I couldn't uh, that I wouldn't do it but the what one, was your parents reasoning for that they they, they I, there was every, I mean there was no, no reasoning yeah I mean they just wanted I guess they wanted me to look like what they wanted me to look it's like a, it's yeah. a control thing yeah I, it was there was a lot of things like that you know they wanted there was a lot of times where um there was rich I had uh wealthy friends mm-hmm. and I couldn't really hang out with them because they're rich and we're not you know, there was that separation. Even I was dating this one girl, and we had dated for a long time. My, I, I just kept kept getting told that um, I kept getting told that you, you can't be with someone like that. You, you know, you're gonna be broke. You're not gonna go to college. You know, there's like this, and I started to believe it, man. I started to really believe that those were a lot of the things. Um, but then in the middle of that, yeah. So the whole. Yeah, so I ended up going in his house. I'm going back to the backyard and going back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I went in his house and um, he's like pointing me to this back to go get a glass of lemonade. And I go over there. He locks the front door. I thought that was really weird. And then he sends me into the back room. And then the door locks. And I'm I'm frozen. I have no idea what's going on. And he turns around and he turns this TV on. And it's girls gone wild. And grabs me and I'll save some like nasty yeah, gritty yeah, details yeah, yeah. and I I walked it like to an hour and a half later I walked out of that house the most defeated broken beaten miserable scared human being ever and I thought to myself who could I tell who in the, who in this world can I tell that's going to believe me yeah and then I was also afraid you know so this I've, guy was probably really looked up to in the community oh yeah yeah I mean yeah. He, massively massively yeah yeah, and so there was a. I had a lot of issues with that, and I really started to struggle. I remember the first time I I thought about suicide. I was 15 years old, 
And uh, I was just thinking about that, and I found a, a gun in my old childhood house, and I held it to my head for three to four hours just in the bathroom, staring at myself in the mirror, and I saw nothing back. Blank. I was blank. Yeah. Damn. Three to four hours. That's a- and then what happened? What what caused you to be like, I'm not doing that. I can't do this. Like, to not, not, to not pull the trigger? Yeah. Um, do you even know? Well, I, th- I think the first thing was I realized I had a, an airsoft gun in my hand. And oh, really? It was one without the orange thing. It was actually a pellet gun. Um, it would have just hurt really It would have just really, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but I thought about that a lot for a long time. Like, that was... That which was just like the first of it, though. You know that yeah. those feelings got so much worse. And and honestly, if we make it all the way up to the point, my wife ends up saving my life from one of the worst attempts I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yes, your current your current wife. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she is the most amazing human being, and I would I would not be anywhere without her. She is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had the uh, opportunity to meet her a couple times. It was really cool. She's yeah, you're lucky for sure. Yeah, and oh, to say the least. I was yeah. going to tell you. Uh, so, um, this guy, it, I when I posted that episode, we had gotten so many people that reached out to me of what happened to them um, with the same guy, and it ta- it dates back to like 10, 15 years before I was. It happened to me, and so we oh, have that's... so many stories, and so many people were like, "Dude, same thing," or. We got some real aggressive stories of people that were like one guy had sent me a message and he told me that it was okay to say this story, but not okay to say his name. So I'm going to leave that out there. But he had went um, to a quarterback camp. This coach had taken him to this quarterback camp and where they were, um, it was in like Notre Dame or whatever. And they were done with it. And he goes, okay, it's time to go back home or whatever, and he goes, oh, you know what? Actually, we better get a hotel room. It's going to be a late drive. They get a hotel room. He gets in the shower. The bo- the boy gets in the shower. He's in there, and he goes to get out, and all of his clothes are gone. All the towels are gone. And he's, like, uh, just peeking his head out. He's like, what? what is going on here? And he said, your clothes are over here. You can come get them. And, then the, you know, then, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we just got so many. And I had spent so long in my life thinking about those moments and how it was, like, um, so detrimental. Like, for, for, like, I was so afraid of everybody. And I was so afraid of telling the, the facts about what, this, what had happened. There was this huge police investigation going on about it. He bails. It was, he was in, coaching a track meet. This guy bails, has people go empty out his house. He goes down to St. Louis or yeah, the somewhere down in St. Louis where the, the water, the Ozarks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somewhere down there where the water is. Where dude. the water in Missouri. <laughs> but, yeah. and, or, or somewhere else, like that's, yeah. that's where people thought. And people never found him. And that investigation went on. And, like, there was so much speculation. I know. I think people know where he is now. But the, the investigation just died. And there's so many people that this has happened to and have been affected by this. But I was at, when I was 20 years old, I was competing in powerlifting at this point. Um, maybe I was 20. I was would have been 21. And I was really a jack dude with yeah. a lot of self-confidence. Um I didn't. I didn't chew yet at that point in my life, so my teeth looked great. Everybody wanted to 
you know, take a peek down my pants. Yeah. You know, I was, I was a babe. Yeah. But uh, I was went to go watch my buddy at a uh, bodybuilding show. He was competing. Mm -hmm. And as I was there, and he, he was a year younger than me in school, I turned my head and saw the guy. He was there taking pictures of my buddy on stage. And uh, he saw me, and he walked out, and I, I can tell you what I did. It regrets me every day of my life. I froze. I froze. I was so I was so afraid. I was so scared. There's nothing I could do. You just turned back into that little kid. Yep, I sure did, and I couldn't get out of that moment. Yeah, I've, geez. I've changed now. I've changed now. I've learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that same guy anymore. Yeah, if you saw him now, it'd be a lot different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, it would be. But it would, you know what scares me is the fact that dude's out there. You know, what's yeah. he doing? Who's he? What? Yeah. To who? You know? Yeah. And that stems from a lot of the stuff, man. There's. Yeah, he, 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 I don't know. I, I wonder if my childhood would have been so much more different if I could have just talked about it. Mm -hmm. um, when did you finally open up and talk about that um, to someone else? So the very first time was um, I was going through a complete, like, chaotic anxiety, like, attack, like, all this stuff. I had went to, I had went, I had, I didn't, I was getting a divorce, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was because, young. Yeah. Very young. And I did not, I, I didn't want to get married. I, it was all wrong and I knew everything was wrong and I was miserable and I didn't have a voice. And then boom, I lost powerlifting from that injury. And so I'm getting a divorce. I've lost my identity, everything. And, um, I'm gotten an argument with my ex and I was ready to just call it quits. I mean, I did the whole, the whole shebang, like, I was I just had the gun in my hand and I was ready to go. I was I was miserable, man. Mm -hmm. I was I was so sad and there was there was it, it seemed like there was no avenue out. You know, other than you're in this dark hole. Yeah. Yeah. And so then she um had made like made me I, at that point I was a zombie. Like I was just Medi I would just stare at the wall. Were you medicated at this time? Um right this is when I got medicated. Okay. So they give me they start giving me Xanax and depression medications and like they really start messing me up mm -hmm. and then she's my ex is telling people that I'm a schizophrenic telling the doctors that I'm schizophrenic and all this stuff and I'm like no I just want to get away from you <laughs> like I, that's I said that to the doctor there that they didn't give me this uh schizophrenia medication because they heard me say that like yeah, yeah. good and and then but the medication started messing with me uh, along the way. I used to like so when they gave they put me on this stuff called Latuda, and you, you'll find Latuda if it's it's something like this. If you, have you ever needed something for anxiety and depression, visit Latuda. Side effects of Latuda are scratching tables, bleeding buttholes, like falling out of one eyeball, losing loss of hair. You know, like the big long Huge commercial. List, yeah. Well, I got some really bad side side effects from it. I used to like lay there and shake where to I would claw through wood like a dinner table in a meal. I would my fingers would be all bloody. Um I got more depressed, more like suicidal and one day um I just quit taking it all. I literally just went, "No. I'm not taking the Xanax. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that." But they would give me of, like Timory used to give me like these medications because it went on into me and her's relationship, you know, like the tail end of that with the beginning of me and Timory, mm -hmm. and it went into the tail end of that. So 
I, you know, I wanted to be off this stuff. I wanted to start like, you know, me and Tim re like our relationship to flourish and it wasn't doing that at all. It was, it was just miserable. One time I was laying there and I was like, I just think I gotta go. Like I, I don't have this, I, I'm not a human anymore. You know, I've got nothing. Everybody hates me because the way I um, broke up with my ex, um, everybody doesn't like me anymore because the only thing I was known for was powerlifting. Uh, and it was just all the Lost way. Lost your identity. You felt like falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how long have you and Timory been together? Um, it'll be uh, five years. Uh, well, we'll be mi- married for five married years. Married for five years. Um, on the twenty seventh of this month. Awesome. Yeah. It's been, yeah. I mean, she's been the most amazing thing. But I yeah, I looked at her at one point and I said, uh, "It's just a matter of time." Like she she just uh, held me, and then I went to the lake. And I, one time, this was probably the worst. There was one time where I just fell out of the car, dude. I was just so messed up. And I just opened the door right by Camden going like 60. I was in the passenger seat and I just threw myself out. And I flopped around, you know, like a fish and swirled and did all this. Got some road rash and shit. I got up, got in the car, and I went, I can't even get this fucking right. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm such a mess. I hung myself over the lake. The tree branch fell in the lake. And that's where Timory found me. And that day changed my life. Tree branch falls in. I'm tied up by a belt around. So I am tight. Yeah. And it whole thing breaks sturdy branch. But I'm laying in the water when she finds me. And it was like a long time. I was laying there. My hands were pruny as shit. Would have felt real good right then. It would have felt like somebody else's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, she pulled me out and laid Did there. Did the branch like hit you in the head or anything? Nah, it fell, hit me in the back as it fell in the water. But uh, we laid there and we just were like, she just looked at me and she said, people love you. You don't realize this, but people love you. You know, those these kids, they love you. You know, I love you. You have people who care. And I just kind of went like giving up on everybody. But in that moment, man, it felt so different. Because like, look at this, like within one second, that could have went different and I would have been done. Mm-hmm. And then those people who did love me, man, like what a terrible way to just not even say goodbye. Just. And and then nobody was chasing me after that day. I went cold turkey. That was the actual day I went cold turkey on the medication. On the meds, yeah. And then never had another episode. I have I like I, I have like panicky episodes, but I never have those like thoughts of like like I need to be off this world. I think t- I look at myself all the time and just I'm sad or miserable or thinking like, what have I done with my life? You know, normal thoughts of I should be further. I should be, uh, yeah, you know when I when I when I was eighteen, I thought that I would be president. You know, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but even though uh, that's not even possible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I got I got ten more years yeah. or whatever. Um, well, actually, well, I got nine you years. You're thirty-five. I, do I get? Wait, what? You got to yeah. be thirty-five. I thought it was forty-four. To be president or forty. I thought it was thirty-five. I don't know. All right. Hey Jamie, can you Google? Yeah, Jamie, get the Google. <laughs> Where's our guy? At? Dude, this is a sick studio, yeah, man. Yeah. I like this a lot. Yeah, it's fucking great, dude. They put it, dude. It's so well soundproof. It's great. I know it sounds way better than my dogs barking in the background of mine. 
by the sound of me spilling something. Spilling something. Yeah. Your sound quality is solid, though, too, man. I mean, for a home setup, like, you can't get much better than what you have going on. Yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. How's that new computer? It's it amazing. Yeah. It is so crazy how a computer like that can cut back on so much time. Like, it, it really is. You, I used to spend, like, I just exporting things. It was taking mm-hmm. hours worth. Yeah, so this is way faster. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so you said the anxiety, and then the anxiety and depression sounds like it went hand in hand. Oh yeah, it was so. It, was, it usually does. You I could mean, really couldn't even tell the difference which was which. Who was showing their face that day? I know I had a little bit of bipolarish to me, but I. Had, that's one thing you don't ever want to get like diagnosed is bipolar, because there's a lot of like restrictions. When you're not bipolar, it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty for a while there. They tried to that was my first diagnosis, which was wrong. Uh it was I don't know if it was like the flavor of the week or what the fucking <laughs> yeah. or, or what which I think was a was a thing and still probably is a thing for some psychiatrists, but uh when I was younger and uh I started things were starting to get weird, you know, that you know that Puberty age, that 13, 14 age, where just things are already weird anyway, and I just started getting um, real obsessive about things and freaking out about things and a lot of anxiety. And, um, yeah, and then one of the, the first doctor was like, like within 15 minutes, was like, yeah, he's bipolar. And my parents are like, nah. That's a- because my because my my mom knows, I mean, she has family members that are bipolar, and she's like, I know what it's like. And No, this is not, this is something different. And then, and it turned out I went to another doctor, and many other doctors, and many other uh, psychiatrists since have all been like, yeah, you have OCD. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty. So Sometimes I feel like, sometimes, well, autism's a really, like, um, popular thing, like, yeah, that's a, that's one I've heard about a lot lately. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of forms of autism, you yeah. know. And if Which you I didn't down, know that when I was younger, at yeah, all. if you look down the list, man, there's it's it's hard not to find something. But there's like a lot of signs that can you, you kind of look at it and you're like, I know that something is a little bit weird about me. And yeah. you know, maybe I mean I don't want to be like an online doctor, but like looking at this, uh, I think a lot about how how much I spend thinking about how much people like me or why are, is everybody, I'm still worried right now about everybody at my party, my birthday party last weekend. I'm still worried if everybody's mad at me and everybody had a blast and no, yeah. nothing, nothing bad happened at all. Yeah. And I wonder like everybody leaves and I wonder if they like me and I wonder, you know, do they, do they are they driving home to being like, God, dude, could we have left earlier? Like oh, this yeah. guy's a, piece of shit or just whatever so i don't know but i put but then there's some times where i just feel so loved in the world you know like oh yeah you know you're just that most relaxed and you're not worried about your friendships you're not worried about your relationships you you're feeling like you're doing it all right in life yeah that moment of content being content it doesn't happen as much as i want it to but it does happen and you're just like I know, I know I'm loved, I know I'm cared for, and then there's those other days where it's like, I don't get to the extremes anymore, uh, like I have in the past, like, uh, where I worry about, like, oh, uh, you know, nobody likes me, da 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 um, I do worry about 
you know, certain people being not authentic about it, like accepting compliments is, mm. is hard for me. Yeah. I'm like, are they just saying, you know, these things to be nice to me? Or are they saying them because they actually mean them? So you probably thought that when I said you looked jacked on stage the other day. Uh, no, actually, I've been told that before. So I actually, I, I accepted that compliment. Well, I love Stray Jacked, <laughs> dude. Stray Jacked. Yeah. Or uh, Stray Jacked 3D pre-workout. <laughs> Do you remember that stuff? No. Oh, yeah, that was probably, well, yeah, you, you, how, how old are you? 32. Oh, that right. that's right in our prime time. Yeah. yeah Jack 3D. And um, but then was there they infomercials and stuff for it. Oh no, it was like one of the most yeah pre uh pre workout supplements. Okay. And uh, but then they like had traced it. There was like, f- I don't know, like speed essentially in it. That's why you were just killing yourself, <laughs> just, just taking. Yeah, and I used to take them um and like just do spoonfuls, like massive spoonfuls, and then just put a little bit of water in my mouth, go and swallow it down. Um. But one time I had done like four. Okay, so I was I was drinking liquid Viagra for a while. Ooh. And and what it did was it would pump you up so much. I was five seven, two hundred sixty five pounds of eight percent body fat, if not less. Like I was huge. And so I like pre workouts aren't working anymore. I'm so you know it was like better stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so I had, I started taking a uh, liquid Viagra and dude, I was like Wolverine when he gets out of the water, dude. But the only thing was, is I had to be lifting. Otherwise the other boy was coming up. I was going to say, yeah. I was and like, it happens fast, dude. It's like when you have a balloon and you squish one side and you know, it's empty, there's no air in it. And this other side's big or you go right back down. It's right back wiener and or chest and arms, dude. It was crazy. That is crazy. I've never heard of some. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Want to uh, try it sometime? Not really. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was yeah. actually Liquid Cialis. Sorry, I didn't. Viagra doesn't get that ad. They don't get that plug. <laughs> yeah. This is not sponsored by Viagra. But if it wants to be, it, if it wants to be, I'll take the money for sure. What would you? What would be your perfect Viagra commercial? How would you play it out? Uh oh my god, that's a great question because I feel like. It would be, I would use a younger guy and not an older guy. Yeah, like how old? Throw him off. Four, five? Not that young. <laughs> no, I the younger you... man. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah gotcha. a child. <laughs> <laughs> just completely throw people off. Um, no, like somebody like that's like 30 and he's just like, gets he's like super drunk and has, has a little bit too much whiskey. Okay, yeah. What and, kind of whiskey? Oh, uh. He's he's definitely on some like I've been out of the drinking game for a while. So I'm trying to think okay. of, he's drinking fireball again. Yeah, he's drinking fireball. All right. I'm picturing it. And uh then he's just uh he's struggling. He's got he, he brings a girl home at like two AM. You know, buzzer be- a buzzer beater. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he just is not performing. And uh then all of a sudden she's like, Well, I just heard about this new this new prescription or this new supplement that I just found out about, and you should try one of these. And then, yeah, and then he just has the best night of his life. Damn, you like just did it like the way they do it, though. <laughs> you just made yeah. the commercial like how they do make I went the commercial. I went to school for marketing, man. I, uh, I pictured a commercial I've already seen, bro. Yeah. Well, except for it's whiskey day, but oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that that does add a little jazz to it. Or do you have problems after drinking whiskey? Oh, yeah. I like that. That's a Cater good start. To that market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then everybody who likes drinking whiskey, they're, they're, I mean, 
eyes are popping and so is something else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, dude. They're it, missing out on that market. They're just, you know, the old guys, obviously, you know, that's where they started. And most of those guys are probably, that's probably their main demographic. But you got to. When you were back, uh, so back when you did drink, uh, did you ever have whiskey dick? Oh, yeah. Dude, it's an awful thing, isn't it? Because it seems like it should be the time you're performing at your best. Yeah. And it's definitely not. Yeah, definitely happened to me. Uh, it was... And then the girl always thinks it's their fault. What's the longest you've ever had sex for? Oh, at least an hour or two. Do you like that? No. Yeah, I think psychopaths like that. That's... No. That's too much. It's like... What's your, what's your good time frame? I would say like... 15, 20 minutes. I think it. I mean, if you're really wanting to be passionate and you're like really and slow, my parents play are things, listening to me. I'd never had sex before, so I'm just, I'm just speculating. I know, I'm just, I'm joking. Oh, dude, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, okay. Never I, mind. Ca- I grew up Catholic, so you know. Okay, I didn't know if we talked about that on here. No, it's if okay. we're allowed it's okay. to, it's okay. Okay, yeah. So since you've never, since you've never done, it, I would say that I would imagine if I, yeah, if I did. Yes. Yeah, I like that. So I, w- I would say probably. F- 15 to 20 is a good area, you know, 25 minutes if you're going to put some candle wax on me, and then a, ha- a half hour if you're going to, like, if, if you're going to shave me after we're done or something, or if you're going to give me a towel, you know, just... If we're going to get if you're gonna get real intimate. Yeah. If there's oil involved in some way, or, like, another person's hair, possibly, <laughs> yeah, or another person's body fluids, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of scenarios out there. Yeah. <laughs> I could I could go we could go way out of because line. if we got like if we got like a multiple people in the room I would say that you want to I mean you're gonna have to at least add a half hour for each person in the room so it depends you know yeah you'd have to have at least at least a but, six pack of Gatorade in there as well yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah liquid IV yeah. liquid IV yeah that and, stuff's and, not bad though it works well I don't like the taste of it though I've tried it the liquid IV stuff yeah I'm I'm a I'm a Pedialyte guy. Pee like guy. Yeah. Gatorade's trying to get in that game. They yeah, got the, yeah, I saw that. Trying to compete with Pedialyte. Smart. Yeah, but Pedialyte, I don't I think it tastes terrible. I don't like the taste of Pedialyte. It just tastes like syrup. Yeah. And it's way too expensive, man. It's like it's insanely expensive. It's like eight dollars or something like that for one of those normal little things now. Really? Yeah. They're trying to make babies even more expensive. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Jeez. What were we talking about? <laughs> Well, Somebody, we'll sw- oh, the women in the room. Yeah, well, let's get the, back to it. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Let's switch back to. Uh, I want to talk about the bodybuilding thing because how how did you get into that in, into that world? Like, uh, what what sparked that idea? Where where were you? Like, this is what I want to do. When I, yeah, when I was a kid, um, I was always a good athlete, but I didn't care about being a good athlete. Gotcha. Um, like I could have very easily like not played football and been happy but i was i was a good i was a good athlete so yeah. i mean as i grew up i continued to play football ran track or played some baseball and stuff like that and i was good at football and i continued to get better um but i always was good at the in the weight room so i was you know i'm still the same height as i was when i was a freshman in high school five seven um but I was like 160 pounds my freshman year, and when I graduated, I was 210, mm. and I was I was just hitting weights nonstop. So I I liked that, 
but it made me more of a target for like bullies in high school. It really did. Oh, you think you're a superstar athlete? And then they'd smack me or hit me, you know, do shit like that. Hmm. And I wasn't one kid to, I was a kid that I would never defend myself. And I grew up that way so much. So then I kind of just, me and one of my buddies, we just got together and we started, like we had this idea and we have this goofy video that we did day one. Um, we're 205 pounds. Well, we started going to the gym 5 a.m. Then we go to the gym at 4 p.m. And we were just doing it twice a day, but we were eating so much. Like I'd spend like $10 a day on food. He'd spend $10 a day on food. We'd make it into one meal. And we were eating like 10 eggs, piles of meat. I was eating a Jack's pizza every single night before I went to bed and a container of cottage cheese. Just over excessive. And we started getting bigger and bigger and I just got I mean I just kept ballooning up and then our deadlifts were like 500 pounds but then they were six and we started getting this powerlifting world like real hardcore started training with people like Pete Rubish the Lily Bridges some of the biggest um powerlifters in the world Ed uh Ed Cohen um Ernie Franz and stuff like that and um and so I, I started doing that, like getting really into it. Now the numbers are at, I'm training with all these great people. They're in the seven, eight hundreds. I had the most I ever hit was an 805 pound deadlift, but like it was just so addictive and it gave me a voice of reason because when I'm, when I was lifting, there was nothing else in the world. Like, and I was the strongest guy. So I just felt like I had power everywhere. I kind of went, even though I was still this vulnerable ass dude. Yeah. 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 You weren't like one of those guys. Did You don't seem like somebody that ever like was really in. You said like people would like antagonize you and like try to like start crap with you, but you never really been a person to fight anyone. Um, I mean, there was a, there was a period where I lost that, go through that phase fear. Um, so I actually, there was a, I threw one punch when I was in high school. I threw one one real punch, and it was at this kid, and I hit him square in the head. Like, I mean, I hit him right in the top of the cheek. And he got – I hit him so hard that his head smacked this tree behind him. I mean, he went a solid two feet back, smacked his – and then he blacked out, and he was laying on the ground, and he wasn't moving. And I was holding him in my fucking arms, begging for this kid to wake up. And, like – he did and this kid thought i was the worst you know biggest piece of shit for what i had done and actually just two years two or three years ago i had reached out to this kid and i said i know what i did that day and i want to just apologize to you for what i i did i I, i've i'm a grown man and i can look at that situation and it makes me sick to my stomach i don't know if you care or not but i wanted to apologize to you and he was like you know, it's never actually bugged me. He goes, but that was some of the worst days of my entire life, and you just made them worse, man. Like, you knew you were going to beat me up. Of course you were going to beat me up. You were 50 pounds bigger than me. And he goes, you apologizing to me? He goes, because I've always wanted to have resentment towards you, your podcast, or your stand-up. And he goes, but I love it. He goes, I think you're so great, man. And I know that you're not that guy. I want to hate you. Yeah, he's like, I know you're not that guy who bullied. Like, bullied. I wasn't a bully, but that was, you know, we have certain scenarios where you, you can get away with bullying somebody real easy because they're not as strong as you, or yeah, you know, yeah. So you went through that that phase where you were like, just 
pick. Was he a little? Was he a little guy? Yeah, he was. A, he was a little guy. So the the next time I had ever gotten to a fight after that was I that was. That doesn't sound like a fight at all. That was just a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, when I was working at the, I worked at the prison for seven years. Ooh. East Moline and, and Galesburg. Okay. And I was. I mean, there was a lot of things that went down. But I. I mean, they always knew like. Go ahead and send Shane in or whatever. Grab him and pull him. Like nobody's gonna out be stronger than me. And then there you got some guys that tested you and stuff. Which I was always like, I was always trying to be really nice and respectful of everybody. You know, like I I'm not there to judge anybody. So judge judged you or you did something. Yeah, it's exactly. not me. Yeah. And so, but there was some times where things got bad or things got weird, and I mean, I got scared because of how strong I was. Like. That I could really hurt really, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Really like, damage somebody. So yeah. I, I tackled this uh, one inmate. He was beating the shit out of a sergeant. And I grabbed him. And, like, I just came in a dead sprint. And I grabbed him, jumped in the air, and turned and just put nothing but pure, like, hardcore shoulder into his chest. I broke three of his ribs. Yeah, like, I mean, just off that hit alone. And then he was just on the ground. like. But it made me kind of scared a little bit. Mm. Because I, I, but I didn't like, I didn't like, I don't like confrontation like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I just want to talk. To, like, that's why I, I, when I got older, I learned, like, as I was getting older, I was like, dude, I just got to talk to everybody and see everything through. I was, I was not the same person I, I am now, like, because I, I love to talk to people. I love to get to know people and see inside of them, understand their past and present history, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't that guy for a really long time. I mm -hmm. was, a, I was a mad guy. I was a sad guy, but now Closed I was off. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have friends. I had people that I called my friend, but people that didn't know anything about me. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it, I let that consume me so much that when I realized that I had like a couple of my friends, like I realized this, you are what I, I just didn't realize I needed, you know. But I found my friends. Other than one person, I all of my friends are from like within the past five years. Yeah, like I mean, actually two people. I have no connection with anybody that I had in my powerlifting life. I have no connection with anybody I had with my when I was married the first time. Mm -hmm. I have no connections from that. I mean, there's a couple, very seldom few, but that's it. Yeah, I'm kind of like that as well. I mean, I kind of feel like um, with when it comes to like old friends and old people I hung out with, I feel like they're all they'll always be my friend and like, you know it. And I like to leave that door open or cracked, at least cracked open mm -hmm. just in case, you know, uh, they need somebody to talk to or, you know, somebody to reach out to. I always want to make sure that's always open. I don't have very many people that I'm like, I don't ever want to hear from you again. I have a few of those. Everybody does, of course. Um, but uh, I don't wish any harm on them, or if, of course. I've learned that a long time ago. Yeah, because the holding on to resentment and and that kind of stuff just makes you worse off at the end. I mean, it holds you back. Yeah, I felt like when uh, I had posted that episode about when I was molested as a kid, when I posted that thing, it was on Black Friday two years ago. Uh -huh. um, because I told my was wife that a solo episode, just you. Yeah, it was. Okay. It's called My Untold Story on there. If, I mean, anybody cares to listen yeah. to it or whatever, but. Um, that I thought that day every single person was going to just it was just gonna be Shane, you're a liar, or like 
Yeah, I just I, or you're playing victim or yes yeah. or anything like that. I had, I'd spent so much of my life waiting for that moment that what I got back was love from a lot of people and a lot, and a lot and a of lot of people a, sharing their stuff and then and, and yeah and then people opening up not even just about the same guy but yeah. some like I got some women talking about abuse that they had had or things that had happened to them by family members by you know like uh, by friends by siblings did your parents you know? know about this ever until you talked about it two years ago um yeah when um. When my ex had told told my parents about it, um, it was uh, that was like uh, that was just one of the worst days ever because they just made it m- so much worse. They it, it was it was like no one no one could hear me at that moment. Like it was yeah I don't know yeah I just got lost. This is one of the toughest areas that I struggled with because. It always seemed like it was about everybody else other than me. You know, like, oh, wow, we let this happen in our house. Like, it wasn't, how are you feeling, Shane? Or yeah. what's going on? Like, how? what was it like to live like that? Like, oh, my gosh. It like, was more like, how would we let this happen? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I, str- I struggled that a lot because it was one of the toughest things I ever did was, like, talk about this thing. And... That just made it a mess. So then I didn't ever want to talk about it again. And then when I, me and Timory were together and I'd moved past a lot of these areas that were really hard for me in my childhood, that's when I was like, you know what? Maybe this one might help me too, like to talk about this one and get this out, you know? And of course it was the biggest one. And I, I forever was changed that, that, that day as well. Like, I, I don't know, like I legitimately, I'm pretty sure that I have not been mad in two years and uh, like five months or whatever since I posted that thing. I I, I honestly don't I, – I hear people and understand them better now because I sit there and think, what is this person possibly going through? Yeah. You know, like I meet somebody at Walmart and some guy goes – Get out of my fucking way, or whatever. And I'm like, Ooh. I don't know why we're in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. And and then you go, you know what? Maybe his his wife died three years ago yeah. this day. You know, and I I start to really understand it, evaluate, and wait and think. Yeah, I still say things like a dick, or you know, you like don't I, take things personally. Yeah, but yeah, and and, and even if I do, it's very easy to re- release it. Yeah, yeah. I run across people all the time where it's like they're all pissy and you know uh i work in customer service so i deal mm-hmm. with it all the time and i'm just like man what's really going on deep down and you know i understand and i can i have a lot more empathy than i used to for sure do you tell them to like when someone does that do you tell them to listen to modern day overthinker because yeah. you should start plugging the podcast Dude, plug it at the end of everything <laughs> you should have like if they text you or email you it put that like little blurb at the bottom so then they know <laughs> yeah that'll be great when they when the quality teams listen listen to calls they're like uh we need to talk like yeah you can't be plugging your podcast except for one of the quality uh, people actually listens to the podcast. So, oh hell yeah! So Shout out. She, so she'd be yeah, Bridget. Bridget's yeah, Bridget's awesome. Oh, I, uh, I, she would she would be she'd probably love that slide. But uh, one of my favorite adult film stars is Bridget. Bridget the midget. Bridget the midget. Yeah, she actually went to prison uh, last year. She stabbed her boyfriend in the thigh. That's real life. 
I swear. I swear. But dude, I have I had a full size boyfriend. I had a big giant poster of her and Ron Jeremy behind me in my studio for the longest time. But then, you know, they both went to prison. So I was like, ah, this is like this is not Jeremy's this is like the Monopoly corner right here. For her, it's like you can like be like, okay, you can chalk that one up to some anger issues. But with Jeremy, it was like "Mm -hmm." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's yeah. yeah. It's too bad. All of our childhood heroes, man. Yeah, they just fall apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, who's your favorite? Who was your ch- childhood hero? Like your actual, real life? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't need to be like a real person, I guess. Uh, if if you thought that like Batman was your, <laughs> yeah, I would say. I don't know. There was a lot of. Um, I looked up to a lot of. Uh, I liked. I was really into. I watched a lot of movies growing up, so I really liked. Uh, I was really looked up to Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, like you know, I grew up. We both grew up in that era of Adam Sandler movies. Adam Sandler was just killing it. You know, oh, yeah. Billy Madison, um, the Mr. Deeds, uh, like Abigail Moore, just so many. Yeah, that was a solid group of like people that too gr- that he the had. The group with. of guys too, yeah. yeah. Um but a lot of heartbreak in that group, man. Tell you what. Dude, think about that dude, how strong Farley, oh my god. Think about how strong their friendships had to be. Like all the things that these guys like Man, uh, and like, or like, even not even the, I guess Farley, you know, David Spade and Rob Schneider and all that group. It's a lot like, you know, you look at uh, the old school. Did you ever watch the documentary on the the comedy store that came out not so long ago? No, I haven't. Oh, it's brilliant. It's so, it's so good. But, um, that whole group that grew up together, man, they were just watching each other die, dude. Like, I mean, they were all getting coked up. They were all getting, I mean, whatever they could get their hands in, the, they tell stories of like Freddie Prince going to kill people that was funnier than him. Like that night he went and shot arrows into this guy's door because somebody was, yeah, a bigger star than he was. But they all, yeah. I mean, imagine that every single night for years and you're making all of this money, these groups of people, like, what do you, I don't know. You know, like, could you imagine living a life like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've lived some weird. I've done some weird stuff, but not that. I don't want to imagine that. If I would have had money during the time where I was partying the way I was, it would have been that yeah, bad. Yeah, you think it would have been oh, the yeah. end of you? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, I was broke like all the time. Otherwise, yeah. things would have gotten way out of control. Yeah. Um, even more out of control than they did. But uh. I mean, I didn't just look, I didn't really look up to celebrities that much. I like really respected that. I was a big, uh, I love David Spade because Joe Dirt's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah, it's good I stuff. I fucking love Joe Dirt, man. Because it was like a comedy, but it was also had like a wholesome like vibe to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. This whole storyline. Yeah, yeah. It was like the underdog, man. I love underdog stories. Um, and uh, I really looked up to, you know, my, my dad was a. Um, and especially now, like I, I think back on it with my dad, like he started him and his business partner started a business basically out of our, out of our garage and grew it into a huge business. And he was able to retire in his early fifties. Um, it's just insane, but he not only 
was able to do that. He coached Little League and was, like, at every sporting event, and he was always there. Like, he's, like, poster child or poster dad. Like, um, obviously, you know, no, he wasn't perfect by any means. Um, you know, there were some times where uh, we uh, butted heads and we still do sometimes on certain things that we don't agree about, but... Uh, that was probably somebody I looked up to the most. And then my grandma, man, my grandma is still to this day. Like, it's like, I try to find things. Uh, it's hard for me to find something wrong with my grandma that I have. She's like, it's, it sounds really weird, uh, to say because it's like kind of gross. It's like, but I, if my one she set the standard very high for as far as like what a wife should be like oh yeah she set the bar high man like my grandma was like the she just i don't know she was just like i don't know what it was um she was a she's a retired er nurse so she was just like dealt with like the worst of the worst situations and um she just has a good outlook on life, and uh, I have a lot of respect for her. And, um, yeah, and it's 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 been strange because my grandpa passed away a little over a year ago, and um, that was like her, not her job, but that was like her main thing was taking care of him because he had some health problems, and now she's got all this time like to herself, and she's like. It's like I, I kick myself. I'm like, you need to go visit her more. You need to go see her more. She'll, you do, yeah. I, I absolutely take advantage of that. I absolutely do. And uh, and I talked to her about it last time. She's like, she's like, you know, I get it. I get it. I understand you're busy, and like I, um, I'm just and I'm happy to be present, like when I am there and I'm at holidays and things like that, because I'm not using any drugs or drinking or doing anything like that. I'm not looking. I'm living in the present now. I don't live. I don't live in the past anymore. Uh, I there's sometimes where I dwell on it, but it doesn't last as long as it used to. I'm not looking like waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm there's things I look forward to, but it's like I can actually live in the present and enjoy my time with my family and my friends now. And I couldn't do that for the longest time. Yeah, I see. I envy that, and I'm kind of jealous of that because I never had grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, nothing. Not, not you didn't have a relationship with any of them, or you just didn't have them. Um, or? yeah, I uh, I had an uncle who killed himself. Um, Same, yeah, that really. Yeah, and that was an all pretty awful scenario the way that one went down. But you know, like I always wanted to, you know, like dude, I want a grandma's love. I want a grandma's cookie. Damn, dude, I want some peanut brittle. Like. I want to, you know, I want to go put my grandma's nightcap on and go smack people with her cane. Yeah. Uh, but I never had no grandma. Yeah. Like when we were, so we got to, I think I was probably four or five when my grandma died. So, and that was the last I had. All, everybody else was gone too. I had nobody else. Um, but that sucked, dude. All these, all these kids are getting presents from grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, all this stuff. I was getting no presents. I wasn't even getting presents at home. <laughs> So your uh what's your relationship with your parents like now? Um uh working working on it some some you know some good days some bad days working on it. Working on it, yeah. Yep, I'm always uh I'm always ready, but I have a great, Did they have you young? Uh n- no. I don't think so, not very. 
But uh, I, I mean, I have a really, a really strong uh, relationship with um, with uh, Timri's, uh, with Timri's parents as well, though. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's really cool because they have the big family that gets together and no one's fighting with each other. And, you know, like, so if I go over uh, to my parents' house and my sister come over, like, we hate each other. You know, like, my older sister, me and my younger sister get along, but me and my older sister, man, we hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten, me and my younger sister used to, when we were younger, oh, man, we got into a lot. Now we're like super cool. Um, and uh, she actually, yeah, we help each other out a lot. Like if somebody, like uh, we both have, we both have cats, so it's just low maintenance. But we go out of town. We got to make sure, you know, they, you know, check the water, check the food, but mm-hmm. uh, make sure they're still alive. It's not like dogs; you have to let them out and stuff like that. But she always checks on, checks on my cat. I I make sure I check on. Uh, she's got two cats, so making sure I check. Because I was out of town this weekend, she checked on. Uh, How many cats is too many cats? Uh, I think over two is too much. Okay. Yeah. They fill up the litter pan fast that way. Oh, my God. They fill it up. My my cat fills it up fast. Dude, she shits all the time. She's always pooping. Did, do you live in a house apartment? House. I have a two-bedroom house. Uh, the thing about it is her litter box is in the basement, so it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Mm. So sometimes I don't clean it. I do not clean it as often as I should. Yeah. Because I'm not smelling it because it's downstairs. But you got to remember, it still smells down there. Yeah, yeah. always down there. Yeah, but when the cat goes down there, they have to smell it. And like, Dad, clean this shit up, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's she doesn't speak up though. I mean, but <laughs> the, dude, the side the side work that she does the the hustle because man, dude, we got a mouse. We got a mouse right now, and I've I've tried to poison the shit out of this thing. I'm trying to find like I've yeah, we've got like laser lights to set up. We're trying to blow this thing to smithereens. He's He's messing with everything. And I'm like, we should just get a cat. Like, But we have all the dogs and the yeah. turtles. And we're like, the cat will probably eat the turtle for sure. I th- we assume. I don't know. A, sw- a swimming turtle? Maybe. Yeah, if he could get right in the top. I don't know. But maybe- He definitely mess with it. But I, my dog's probably got like five years left before the, all three of them are probably passed and gone on. But uh, So then the very first thing I'll do is- I'm 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 gonna get Bojangles, dude. We're gonna find him. We're gonna get him. Yeah, we're you gonna get a cat you, just to catch this named, one mouse. You yeah. named this mouse. How long have you been dealing with this mouse? Well, the cur- the current situation's going been going on for like f- I would say roughly four months. Okay. But we we had a You've previous had yeah yeah a previous situation other related family members. But we've never had a rat. So thank God that's. But what they do is you, you so you know Matherville is just uh, a country town. Mm-hmm. Well, when they chop down all the crops. When they harvest it or whatever, all those mice go running. You know, they go running from the tractor, and then they get out of the country. And, I mean, there's only one place to stay is, you know, they get their way into people's houses. So a lot of people in Matherville get that problem right about the time they mm-hmm. uh, cut cut down the crops. Yeah. So do they, they have a guy in town that you could call if you wanted to? 
a guy to like come handle the situation. Yeah. Like, are we talking like a Terminator? Like, a, yeah. yeah. Um, like a Terminax guy? Term Terminator exterminator. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You play on words there. I, I, I really messed that one up. I dropped the ball on that. <laughs> dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> Be a lot cooler title for sure. But exterminator sounds cool too. They have a couple of firefighters, and I, be I believe that they like. I mean, they do a lot of extensive training, so climbing up the ladders, holding the big hoses. So if, if they ever need it, I bet they could get the garden hose and pinpoint them out and drown them out. Something <laughs> drown like them that. out. Waterboard. <laughs> but I do, like, I'm so dumb because, like, I accidentally, like, kicked a rock at one point. You know those, like, little windows on the bottom of your house, like the storm windows? Yeah, yeah. And I cracked one. Ooh. And so there's this piece of glass in the corner that busted out. And so I'm so lazy that I took that piece of glass and put it right back perfectly where it should have been. And then I took three river rocks and stacked it up so it's pressed right against it, so holding the glass up. A mouse could easily fit behind that, or, like, all, all right. of them could easily fit yeah, behind it. Have a field day. Such a stupid idea. Yeah. But I, like, I should have just went out with some gorilla glue or anything, yeah, anything. anything else. Yeah. But you're asking for trouble. There's Cubs games on the TV. There's podcasts at it. You know. How many podcasts are you doing uh, a week now? We're doing two. Um, we we hadn't posted this previous week uh, just because we had a mishap in recording one, and then we. Um, um, we're just going to wait till we had the two to upload again because it's really been working for us. So we have Ben Woodfield coming up. Nice. And, um, I love that guy. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll he's be posting a, it again. He's a sweet man. Oh, man. You know, I when I talked to him, like, I had not ever – we'd never shared one word. Yeah. Never even hello. Um, But then when he came over to the house his first time, and we get to talking, man, and he was just a goofball and happy and silly and yeah. um, and a real genuine guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's only 22, 21. Yeah, young, and he's got big aspirations and dreams of moving to Hollywood, and he's been writing us. He's got his screenwrite that he's pretty much done with. Yeah, he, he went to school. He's an English major. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I did. I don't know. Does that correlate with writing movies, being an English major? Do they do I'm stuff? Sure. Do they do, like, screenwrites and stuff like that? I don't know. I was, I was a business major, so I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, but I really think that he's I, he. Me and him made a verbal agreement that if he makes a movie, I get to be at least an extra in it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I got to be an extra in a movie recently, and yeah, how was that? Fun, fun, amazingly fun. Was it just a day's work. Yeah, oh yeah. It well, they had a they had a ten thousand dollar budget the first time they made the movie. It was called The Killer Pinata. And it was on Amazon Prime, and I watched this, and it is just an obnoxious movie. It's like completely pointless. Is it a horror movie? Yeah, yeah. it's like like a funny. Yeah. And but it got like this big cult following, and people love this movie. So now they went from like a ten thousand dollar budget to like a hundred thousand dollar budget, mm. and like they had sound guys, and I mean the whole works. And we were just shooting like this office scene, um, where somebody like breaks in or something, and. And so I got some lines though, and nice. and it, it was it was cool to meet everybody there, and like they were really excited to have me on set, and yeah, it was it was fun. You get killed? Uh, I do not get no killed. I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Oh, yeah, that's alright. Because fine. you know it's a really b big film. It'll be coming out in October on Amazon Prime. Nice, that'd be awesome. It's not really a big film, but like no, it's it's a film that's. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's it. That's really cool, though. And so we're going to have a viewing party. And, bro, you got to come to oh, it. Yeah, sure. um, we're going to get a giant projector in the backyard. And it will be in October. So it's going to be like nice and Halloween y. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and we're just going to set it up like a movie theater outside, all for this stupid, like, two minutes that I'm going to do in it. But. Hopefully everybody doesn't leave because they think the movie's awful. They just don't understand how, yeah. why people like it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, uh, as far as like what part of the movie, is it like in the middle? I, I believe it's right in the middle. But I think that my scene is, my line is actually going to be in the trailer of the movie. Ooh, yes. that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully that trailer at least gets, you know, I would hope that it, it'll probably get more views than the movie itself but you know the i'm gonna i'm gonna milk the shit out of it it's gonna be on my instagram every day you have to facebook story and yeah creating an imdb yeah oh yeah i told simry to do it for me and she said i will but like i was like can i put host a shot 30 podcast on there like i really want to look like a somebody right now yeah, yeah. Do, would you i mean i I saw that um, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino, they host the Bad Friends podcast, you know, um, but they put that on their IMBD. They already had one, though, maybe. maybe yeah, well, they were already, like, way famous, so yeah. yeah. They have to be established first. I don't know what the rules are for that. Oh, man. What time is it? I He's probably going to kick me out pretty soon. Um, what else should we cover real quick before he... Uh he charges me for another hour. We um, we can wrap we can have, wrap it up right now. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to keep the episodes uh, a little bit shorter because I I keep going off. Uh, you know how it goes. It's yeah, just, it's at, we're at 116 over here. So 116, about an hour. That's garbage. Yeah. 15 well, minutes is like we were just kind of shooting shit. Oh yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can cut that. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm glad we were able to finally make this happen. Uh, and um, yeah, I uh, well, so what's go tell us what's going on with Shot 30. Tell us how to find you. Do your little plug. Uh, All right. Well, when will this episode be up? I'm hoping uh, I might be able to get it up either tonight or tomorrow. So. Oh, shit. Okay. So uh, May, quick. May 7th, um, we have Mary Quiet Contrary's House of Burlesque. I'll be. Uh, the comedian for the night, and that is at the Spotlight Theater. Um, you check that out. Spotlight Theater is uh, Rock Island. Is it Dev? Rock I've Dev? actually never been to the Spotlight Theater, so I don't know. Shit, I can't remember which one it is. It's a beautiful theater. Um, but yeah, come check out some girls get undressed and some comedy, and you'll absolutely love it. They're all beautiful and perfect. Um, Shot 30 Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, YouTube, all those things. Um, we got a live show that'll be coming up here soon, so. Check oh, yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah. You were talking to me about that. Yeah. Uh, and I would love you to be a guest on that as well. That'll be sure. fun. Um, we're just in a little bit of a hiccup before we get things started. So, okay. yeah. And, um, yeah, come out to the just shows. We got shows. Everybody's got shows all over the place. Come out to those. And I, this this host over here, he's an absolute great host, and he's a great comedian. I love, I love watching your work, buddy. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. And boom.